All right, since it's hot off the press and available on Amazon, this is the book that Patrick Brown, I guess, was uh, itching to write after his fall from grace in late January of this year. Takedown is the title, The Attempted Political Assassination of Patrick Brown. And uh, he could have been the leader of the province, given the numbers and everything the internal polling had shown. So uh, it's somewhat bittersweet, I guess. Alan Carter sat down with Patrick Brown recently in his office at uh, Queen's Park. Alan is the Global News Queen's Park Bureau Chief after all, and he's joined the Oakley Show at Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Alan, good afternoon. Monsieur Oakley, how are you, sir? I'm good. You know, I'm reading with interest and intrigue the salacious details of this book. And when I say salacious, I mean some of the stuff obviously had to be lawyered. Now, uh, the question becomes, uh, is everything fair to discuss here in this book that's just come out? Yes. However, I'll tell you tomorrow if I get any calls from lawyers. (laughs) All right. Well, you know, uh, here's one such. I mean, uh, these are some of the details that I, you know, highlighted uh, going over some of the uh, things that you had discussed with him, having the audio clips and all. Uh, He claims that uh, Vic Fideli dodged a bullet in relation to sexual misconduct allegations. Yes, this is correct. Uh, In his book, he uh, alleges that there was a complaint against uh, Vic Fideli, um, that the complainant uh, did not want any investigation. Uh, Mr. Brown goes on to say that uh, he spoke to Mr. Fideli about it and told him to stay away from the complainant. And then he finishes by saying that after Mr. Fideli became interim leader, the complainant uh, no longer worked for the government but is still being paid some of these things we can confirm some things we cannot the the payment we cannot confirm we do know that this person no longer works for the government mr fideli has issued a terse uh, response saying that the allegations are untrue and that uh, he has retained counsel and will go after anyone who defames him all right. Well, the opposition's already leapt all over this. Uh, I guess Sarah Singh, who's the deputy leader, has issued a statement. Are you privy to that? Yeah, let me just bring that up. It just uh, moved here. Uh, and that is, I'm just looking at two things. There's something from Lisa McLeod. And uh, Sarah Singh basically saying that if Minister Wilson uh, it had to be, you know, tossed aside and an investigation uh, brought in, then they're looking forward to there being a uh, investigation into this. And she assumes that Doug Ford will be immediately ordering a fully independent investigation and be removing Mr. Fideli from cabinet while that investigation takes place. Uh, that is correct. Any word yeah. from, I mean, apart from what Vic Fideli had said in terms of having his own legal counsel, any further word from the Premier's office on this? No, uh, they have basically issued this statement, one statement from Vic Fideli and another statement from uh, Lisa McLeod. Those are uh, two of the people that uh, Patrick Brown goes after strongly in his book. Uh, in, in in the Lisa McLeod case, uh, Patrick Brown writes that uh, her staff in eastern Ontario um, thought that she had faked mental health issues in order to gain sympathy from the public. I just now have a statement from Lisa McLeod that says, uh, in part, the comments made by the former leader of the opposition regarding my battle with mental health in his book are disgusting and cruel. 
I will not comment further on the allegations he makes in his book towards me. I will not give any credence to the outlandish claims he has made, except to say they are categorically false. Again, with Alan Carter, Global News Queens Park Bureau Chief, on the release of Patrick Brown's book. It's titled Takedown, the Attempted Political Assassination of Patrick Brown. Alan, having spoken with Patrick before the release of the book, uh, so you were sitting on these revelations, or allegations anyway, and uh, now since we're uh, able to discuss... I just wonder if it does leave Patrick Brown open to uh, any kind of, uh, you know, uh, political, not political blowback, but legal blowback. Uh, Any thoughts on that? Well, that's a good question. And I did ask uh, both uh, Mr. Brown and his publisher about that after reading the book. And you keep in mind that Mr. Brown, of course, has a $8 million defamation lawsuit. Uh, currently uh, with CTV, the the network that broadcast the original allegations of two anonymous women of uh, sexual misconduct by Mr. Brown. Global did contact CTV, and they continue to say they stand by their reporting. But there is a lot in here that Mr. Brown, in a lot of places that he points the finger. I think interestingly, though, uh, is when you ask him, was this a conspiracy? He says there was a coordinated effort, but yet does not have a smoking gun to say this is who did it. He just sort of details a long uh, laundry list of grievances. But he does mention Lisa McLeod on a conference call on that fateful night, I guess it was January 24th, uh, where obviously the support had eroded right out from under him, and she was pretty emphatic about that. She was, and he details um, in his book that she had put a statement out before the rest of caucus and that that had angered caucus. Uh, we haven't been able to get a response to that specific thing, although I did read you uh, Ms. McLeod's comments about the other allegations contained in his book. She, he points out that he, what he says is that she's angry, she's not a team player, um, and that it wasn't just her, but some others that night on this conference call, the fateful night of January 24th, when he had that rather disastrous press conference at Queen's Park late in the evening. And then later that evening, around midnight, the caucus all got together, and some of them were, you know, strenuously arguing that Brown had to be deposed immediately. And... Unbeknownst to them, Brown was on the call quietly at the time. Finally, I've got to ask, because, uh, you know, he did want to suppress this idea that he was marrying a woman 16 years younger than him, uh, which he went ahead and did. Uh, Why was he so coy about that? I asked him that um, about why he did not reveal that he had a relationship with this young woman, this this woman, um, and that it was a significant relationship and that she had actually traveled with him to India. um, And what he said was that his political advisors advised him that revealing this relationship before it was an engagement would be damaging and that there would be many who would not understand that there was a 16-year difference between Mr. Brown, who is now 39 years of age, uh, and his girlfriend, now wife. And I ask him about that, and he says that uh, he wishes that he had done things differently, that he had brought her along, uh, you know, on the campaign trail around the province prior to, you know, sort of revealing her existence after uh, the entire situation had happened. My guess is uh, he probably wishes a lot of things had turned out differently. Alan, I appreciate your uh, joining us and giving us... uh 
the key highlights from this book as uh, we're to understand it here, having sat down with him at Queen's Park. Now, uh, you know, it's uh, something we can chew down further and uh, read since it's come out under embargo after 4 o'clock this afternoon. Alan Carter, Global News Queen's Park Bureau Chief, much appreciated. Appreciate being on, John. Thanks so much. You got it. All right. Uh, you know, the idea that Patrick Brown has uh, put this all down, documented his version or account of things, which are being, uh, I think, challenged at the very least by two of the antagonists that he cites in the book, Vic Fideli, whom he called, I think, uh, very ambitious, something along those lines. If you've got that clip, uh, he does actually go after Fideli uh, rather vociferously in the brook, describing him as a highly competent man, but also the most ambitious person that you will ever meet. We saw during that interim uh, period when he was the interim leader and was attempting to um, take over the leadership without an election, you know, that that was clearly an example uh, that, uh, um, you know, Mr. Fideli is a very, very aggressively ambitious individual. All right. You know, the question then becomes, as uh, the deputy leader of the NDP has cited earlier, uh, this, I guess, the last hour or so, within the hour, when she's also become privy to this information in the book, Alan Carter, having joined us uh, in the immediate aftermath of the embargo being lifted, says if a woman has made sexual misconduct allegations against Fideli, I assume that Doug Ford will be immediately ordering a fully independent investigation and be removing Mr. Fideli from cabinet while that investigation takes place. If there's any truth to the allegations that the conservative government is protecting Mr. Fideli by buying the silence of his victim, Ford needs to come clean with the people of Ontario. Obviously, protecting a powerful man who has committed any sort of misconduct is wrong. Question to you. I'll open the lines. I'm curious, you know, is an allegation enough that uh, you believe somebody ought to be sat down and uh, recuse themselves from the daily doings at the legislature? Is it one of those things that follows? It's an allegation. Fideli's fighting it, or at least he's denied it uh, as categorically false. And then the argument also uh, revolves around whether or not this person was paid. I have no way of knowing that. I mean, the allegation made by Brown in the book is that uh, he dodged a bullet, Fideli did, and that this woman, uh, apparently there was a letter from her lawyer, and as I understand it, uh, she doesn't want anything to do with any investigation and therefore uh, would not submit any more evidence or further allegations, any kind of uh, corroboration, she just went away. So does that meet the test of saying, hey, this has got legs, let's go uh, and see, drill down on this, and Fidelity's got to step down in the interim? Do you believe that?